messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, the podcast where we talk about television commercials. We talk about the good ones, we talk about the bad ones, and we talk about the ones where people say weird shit like this. Do not take Trulicity if you're allergic to Trulicity. Can't argue with that. My name's Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. We're your hosts. Hey, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year mostly, I guess. Not to you. I mean, it is the 9th of January. Yeah. We live together. When do you stop saying it to people? Because right now I'm in the mode where if I haven't seen someone since the New Year, I say Happy New Year pretty much, like including like store clerks and things. Yeah. But I think we're rapidly approaching the tail end of that experience. And you and I have almost not been out of each other <laughs> other's sight since the new year so i guess i'm mostly talking to our dear ad council happy new year everybody of course the last show we posted we had recorded before we went on our little uh walkabout that's the wrong country and I know. also that's hawaii is our country <laughs> but still the American idiom in Hawaii still applies <laughs> anyway uh it's really good to be back and uh i thought what we should do uh, today is just do some catching up, right? So our last two yeah. shows were digging into the um, email box and uh, letting you guys, the ad council, kind of drive the agenda. But in the meantime, you and I have just been watching TV God <laughs> like <bless>. cool kids. <laughs> and uh, there's actually a moment today, quick aside, there was a moment today where I was looking for a commercial. I knew the commercial, but I couldn't remember the, the name of it. And I wanted to to include it in today's show. So I turned on the TV. I'm standing in the middle of our living room in the middle of the day, and I called up a football game that was on our DVR that I thought might have had the commercial in it. And I'm standing there, fast-forwarding through all of the content and then stopping at each commercial break and watching it. And I thought, boy... If somebody were spying on me right now, they would definitely <laughs> think I'm doing things differently well, than most people. When I was in, when I was a teenager, um, I was definitely like, I'm, I don't like football. That's for dumb jocks. Mm-hmm. And I was friends with a bunch of like art nerds and things like that. And I would every Super Bowl go to a Super Bowl p- commercial watching party where we would just mute the TV during oh. the commercials and then very like self-consciously um watch the commercials because we were like so over the because we didn't care about football oh man and the I, 90s were such a wonderful oh, time God. just to be so counterculture man wasn't it just less delight in how alternative uh, we are. and i was you know anything really but alternative so for you know that's how that's how pervasive that kind of mentality was there is a photo of me we're so off topic we're going to come back to commercials in a second i don't even know why i would tell this because you guys can't see the photo um but vives you can if i open it up on my computer here and you can see it on yours there's a photo of me from probably seventh grade and i am the height of nerdum this is a photo you've probably seen before my friend tony is hovering over me with a fake knife like he's gonna stab me um like you do and I am wearing a uh, some sort of I think it's a houndstooth like baseball. It's shaped like a baseball cap, but it's kind of like really thick and warm, mm-hmm. and it's green and black houndstooth. So, like, um, if a baseball cap had a love child with a hunting cap, kind of yeah, without ear flaps or anything. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I'm wearing a green flannel shirt, and I have my big round '90s glasses, like George Costanza glasses. Right. And uh, I had to show it to Luke. No joke for a work thing for TBTL. We're looking through some old photos of us, and he was amazed at how much I look like a modern. Like if I were wearing this outfit on Seattle's Capitol Hill today, I would be the coolest hipster in the world. But I was actually just the nerdiest nerd in the world. Take a look at that. Oof. Couldn't you see some kid like rocking that? Like some twenty-one-year-old kid rocking that at Unicorn or something? Yeah. Why is that? Is it because when they go through their parents' closet, aka people our age, that's the clothing that they find. Maybe they, at first they find it and are like, "Oh, this is so ironic," right. and then it becomes because I mean, the nineties. That's how I felt about like seventies clothes when right. I was in when I was in high school because that's what my my mom had in her closet. And then there was this huge seventies revival. Like at first we were making fun of the bell bottoms, and then everybody. Uh, embrace them. So anyway, thank you everybody for listening to, to after these messages today. <laughs> um, we'll be back next week with more of me and describing our show. <laughs> with me describing photos of myself that you can't see. Can we post it? Uh, we could put that on the Facebook page. All if right, you I'll want. put it. I'll put it in in the. I'll, maybe I'll make it the show picture this week. Uh, oh man, I don't know if we want to go that far off the farm. Okay, uh, so today I thought we could just go over some of the commercials that uh, you and I have just been kind of catching, and we haven't had a chance to talk about. So yeah. this doesn't necessarily fit into a specific theme or anything. We're just going to talk about that, and also um, the ad council. We're back with uh, fresh jingles. Is this correct? I heard you queuing some stuff up in the other room. Yeah, we got some good jingles. All right, great. Well, let's get into this for now. And one jingle that got away. I love this song. Yeah, me too. We've used it a few times. I I have written down that it's Michi or Michi 3. I don't know who or what. I think that's that Michi is. the third. <laughs> Esquire. Um, so the first commercial that I wanted to talk about, if you don't mind me going first here, is a um, just because we don't have any more time left to talk about holiday commercials, right? It's, it's the ninth. But I saw a great commercial um, that ties into the end of the holiday season yesterday that I thought, I thought was really moving. And what I'm going to do before I tell you... Um, my thoughts about the commercial, I thought I would just play it for you and walk you through it. And it's very, very visual, so I'm going to do my best here. We see some folks uh, on a winter, snowy day walking into a building, and we will quickly see here that this is like, uh, you know, some it's like a soup kitchen. They're, they're handing out food to... Uh, poor folks, and they're they're ladling it out, and it's very holidayish though. There's it's packed, tons of people are in there, tons of volunteers. There's a lot of volunteers, and it's festive in a way. And there's this guy at the piano playing. Now I'm going to pause it there for a second. He takes you hear he pauses. He uh, puts his hands up to his face and he uh, blows on them, indicating that his hands are getting cold. And that's kind of a shift in the scene. Now the camera is going to back off of him and his hands again. And we're going to see the same soup kitchen. Is that the preferred terminology, by the way? I think so. I Correct us if we're wrong, listeners. I've never heard anything that suggests soup kitchen is 
For some reason, it sounds antiquated to me coming out of my mouth. Yeah, I mean, but it I'm sounds like super sensitive. Workhouses or something a little Dickensian, but right. I don't think there's anything inherently offensive about it. It may be a little bit inaccurate these let's days. Co- I, I doubt they're ladling. I mean, although they literally are ladling up They're soup ladling up soup. One. So let's say, okay, now we're going to back out and we're going to see the same community center. Mm-hmm. Um, only now there's still folks there who are in need, but there's much fewer volunteers. It's much more empty and it's much less kind of celebratory. Don't, 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 don't you forget about me. And then there's a line at the end that says, the season of giving ends, but the need remains. And this is uh, for, it says, volunteer at neighborhoodgood.com. This is part of State Farm's campaign to uh, kind of raise awareness for the need for people to volunteer. We've talked about other um, mm-hmm. ads in this campaign. I that There's the one where the guy the is followed head. home by all the yes. representatives from the, all of the various charities and, and nonprofits that he's seen advertised at him all day. Um, they kind of come to life and follow him home, and it's they they do a, it's similar where they take a song that's very popular and do like a slow sad cover. Oh, of I it. didn't remember that. I can't remember which song it was, but it was a really used to good effect. Um, and I think they really are using music in a beautiful way. Um, so I'm sure it's part of some sort of corporate responsibility that State Farm set up sure. that website for to figure out what your volunteering options are. Yeah. But uh, I just think they're really well done. I do. I, I think agree. that one is really moving, man. I've seen that one before, and it is extremely moving. And it and it, I like that it picks up on a gap in giving where I think a lot of people after the holidays do have giving fatigue. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and uh, everybody's exhausted. Everybody's feeling fat. Everybody's trying to like do a lot i've i can't tell you and no offense to anyone who is has posted something like this but like my facebook feed is inundated with posts about how you know self-care and i'm going to invest a lot of self-care and how can i take care of myself self-care is important no question about it but like that's where people's heads are is my yeah no that's a really good point and yeah you know Companies have a certain responsibility to do these things. I mean, there's some sort of payoff for it, either just PR purposes. Maybe it even goes beyond that. But you can still tell when a campaign is just kind of thrown together Mm -hmm. so you can check that box versus a campaign that is intelligently put together. But like you're saying, the timing of this is important. They're not just waiting until like 3 a.m. to run some cheap-ass thing that says, don't forget, volunteer at your local shelter. Um, they're they're thinking about the timing and when to roll these out and when the need is. And so I give them, uh, I, I give them a chi. I know we're not doing cheese and G's, but I really like we, that. We always, we always retain the right to give cheese and G's. Do we? Yeah. Even during a non-cheese and G's show? Absolutely. So I'm a little distracted because I'm having some issues with connectivity here, but I did want to tell you about that musician, uh, the piano player who is in that uh, spot. He is apparently well-known, or at least, you know, he he's a, a known commodity. I had not heard of him. I'm going to read you from his Wikipedia page because I think it's a somewhat interesting bio. Willis Earl Beale is his name. Apparently, he's also known as Nobody, artist, musician. Uh, his music is often philosophical in content and takes moody, deconstructed, even classical turns. During live performances, he presents himself as a phantom-like figure donning a hat, mask, and 
a cape in the uh, style of Zorro. I also like the first sentence of his biography. I like how it's in the style of Zorro and not in the style of Batman or something. <laughs> I'd be interested to know what, what's the distinction. I'd take either. I like his biography. According to Wikipedia, it says, Willis Earl Beale was supposedly born on the south side <laughs> of Chicago. Oh, Wikipedia. In his early 20s, Beale joined the U.S. Army, um, etc. Uh Beale was medically discharged from the army due to intestinal problems. So, so anyway, um, he is. I, I was the reason I'm bummed. I'm this having this is a surprisingly complete Wikipedia article <laughs> so, with some big questions. I wanted to just kind of randomly, if if you don't mind, uh, while we're on this thread, I had um, I just found that all intriguing. So I looked him up on Spotify, and it looks like this is back up and running now. Can we just take a quick listen to this? Is the first track off his 2013 album, not his latest album. This is several albums back. I kind of just picked it randomly. This is called Wavering Lines. I got a bone bleed stick with termite holes that I can swing out a skull when I'm feeling quite bold. I got a flea mod bike without any brakes With my boot heels getting all the concrete scrapes Cruising over the breeze with the sunset gold I've been pedaling for miles, feel a thousand years old Got a roll of cash in the side of my side. It's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, it's and it, great. It, of course, it's haunting. I see the next track on here uh, features Cat Power. So, like, I definitely uh, want to check out more of this. Um, Willis Earl Beale. Yeah, Willis Earl Beale. Anyway, okay, thanks for uh, letting me take you on that journey. Um, I'm going to steal the mic just for one more here because it's also, I feel like, holiday-related. Chia Pet commercials come out around the holidays. Yes, it is the ultimate I-have-no-idea-what-to-get-my-office-mate gift. Right. Um, It, it, It was ever thus. I love Chia Pets. I love Chia Pet commercials. And, and yeah, they, we've never had one. But we, I did at one point. Was that before I knew you? I thought you got me one one time. The uh, traditional ram. That was the very first Chia Pet. That animal is the ram. I don't remember getting that for you. It feels like something weird. For, like I've basically never known you when I wasn't your girlfriend. That seems like a very weird b- gift for a boyfriend. And we didn't get it together. Maybe I got it in high school then. Um, because I, I have I have a tactile memory of it, but I can't remember when it came into my life. Maybe I got it in high school. Well, there's a new Chia Pet commercial out there with uh, some new Chia characters. Hey, the holidays are here. Can you hear it? Chia Chia Pet. Here's a happy little bush featuring your favorite painter, Bob Ross. Just spread the seeds, water, and watch it grow. Chia Group. Now Groot is a Chia too. Show your love with create your own Chia emoji. So that was Groot from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and now they're they have uh, basically yellow balls th- that are kind of plain, and they come with stickers, so you can create your own emoji, and then uh, then the uh, grass hair stuff comes out of the top of the yellow ball. I feel like the Groot and the emoji one. The Chia actually detracts from the thing that it's supposed mm. to be. The Bob Ross is obviously inspired because it creates the famous Bob Ross fro, right. which I learned recently he hated, but he yes. had to have his hair permed all the time because that was the image. About a year ago, somebody wrote a, a 
deep kind of background bio of him, of his story. And I wonder, maybe that was when he passed away, actually. He's been it... dead for quite a few years. Oh, but, is he? Oh. Well, I think more than okay. more than a couple. But uh, yeah, it, it's he was a living saint. And if you have not already, if you have any form of anxiety or depression, I cannot recommend strongly enough sitting down to watch the Bob Ross shows, which are all on Netflix. Because it is so calming yeah. and so affirming, it will you will honestly feel better. It will make you a little frustrated that he does something that seems so easy that but, you know is so impossible. But what happens? What? Oh, when it, he cleans his brush? No, it always works out. Oh, it does always work like out. It, but part of you is kind of like, oh, you're making it look so easy. Oh, that's tough. Well, I guess that's true. But I just mean like sometimes he'll do things and you're like, oh, you're ruining it. But then he's not ruining no, it. No, he's never ruining it. And man, watching him clean that brush, no man has ever enjoyed cleaning as much as Bob Ross enjoyed cleaning his brush by slapping it on the table. And that's a and bold I statement. love yeah. cleaning. <laughs> I wanted to look at, so I was like, man, how often do they come out with new Chia things, uh-huh. right? First of all, they release Because can them. you properly call Bob Ross a pet? I don't think so. No, I, I don't know. Well, somebody might have at some point. Um, they came out in waves. Apparently, they started in 1982 and with that Chia Ram thing. And in 84 came wave number two. And it went on. And they are now on wave number 18. Um, and I have this list here of everything. I mean, you started with the animals. You had the ram, the bull, the puppy, the kitten. Uh, kitten came out in 84. You had a, a bunny, um, a bear or a teddy bear, a turtle, a pig, a frog, a hippo, an elephant, a cow, a dinosaur, a crocodile, a kitten, a puppy, again, I guess, um, and uh, a T-Rex. Why is it called an Indominus Rex? Well, interestingly, sure. uh, it's called Indominus Rex because that's a made-up dinosaur that they made for... Um, Jurassic World. Oh, it's a it's like on the, brand It's like thing. the very extra T-Rex that they made. Gotcha. Well, that's good to know because that leads me to, they also have like Chia Heads. You have Chia Guy, Chia Kid, Chia Professor, Chia Clown, Chia Lion Club. I'll bet you a million bucks that Chia Professor is like a... I bet they just like kind of shaved off a little bit and made it Bob Ross. <laughs> yeah, baby. And then the emojis. But then here's the list of, which I find the most interesting, licensed like kind of, you know, specifically branded things. You right. had Mr. Uh, Chia Mr. T from the A-Team. Right, had, which obviously grows just the stripe. Yep, yeah, the, that was introduced um, just before normal selling period of Wave 7. So that was around 2000. So it was a retro thing. Um, Elmer Fudd, Taz, Tweety, Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, all the Looney Tunes. Um, Scooby-Doo, you get Scooby-Doo or Shaggy. Uh, the Simpsons, there was Bart, a Homer. Uh, a couple of Shreks. Uh, you had a Chia Garfield. You had a couple of characters from Madagascar. You had Poe from uh, Kung Fu Panda. Um, SpongeBob. Coco Crisp. Oh, the uh, player, the not player. the character. And when I first read that, I thought it was the the, the the serial character. No, apparently Chia Coco Crisp given away at Oakland Athletic Stadium during yeah. the summer uh, prior to the season of 2012. What did I say the other day would be a good would be a better toy? Oh, I know because we think one of the we think one of the um, the Mariners looks like that that rubber oh, yeah. toy when you squeeze its mean, ears pop yeah, out. Yeah, and so Kyle I said Seeger. that Kyle Seeger. I said we be better on Kyle Seeger night instead of like. 
the uh, bobblehead that you normally get, you get like squeeze it and his ears pop. It's out. really cruel, though. I mean, it's mean. I mean, I have been saying that about him, but it's mean. Um, <laughs> I could see him not necessarily, you know, wanting to. Kyle, we celebrate mean it. That. We mean it when with love. Um, Golden Glover. Uh, they did a mascot uh, for the Michigan State Spartans, uh, Sparty. Apparently, um, Duck Dynasty. Willie and Uncle Cy came out in uh, 2013. You had a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. It doesn't say which one. Oh, it says it depicts a generic Ninja Turtle from the hips up, sporting chia growth on the shell on the back of the statuette. You had Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Spider-Man, Kermit the Frog, and then Bob Ross is the Holland last one. Pepper, you stop naming chia pets. Anyway, I will stop naming. There was a chia zombie. Anyway, I'm just, I, I can't believe how many. I knew that there, the list was going to be long. I had no idea is going to be that long i would watch like a 30 minute documentary about chia i would 30 minutes yeah yeah 20 to 30 minute documentary because I, I think if it's longer than 30 that, minutes stretching 30 minutes with commercials um in my research i also saw that walgreens started oh did i mention obama of course you did have the chia obamas and some other presidents too like you know dead presidents i think not while they were not while, not while the, they not were the president. band uh not, nor the band um Wait, are you thinking of Presidents of the United States? Oh, I am. There was there a, there was a movie a, called Dead Presidents, And there right? might be a rap group called Dead Presidents. So not the rap group. I could group. be wrong about that. Anyway, um, but it said that Walgreens... Not the rap outfit? <laughs> not the rap collective. Um, it said that Walgreens discontinued uh, the Chia Obama because it didn't fit in with their company values Ooh, or something like that. That's and, troubling. Yes, let me see here. Uh, let me let me get to it, and then I'll move on. Um, Chia Obama, um, they had two, one called Determined and one called Obama Happy. Shortly after the release of Chia Obama, Walgreens pulled the product, saying it does not fit their image. Do you think that's because he was just a sitting president? Walgreens serves all kinds of people, probably also a lot of people who just hated Obama. Like, is it because of somehow Obama-specific values, or would it be like any president that they just don't want to engage in any sort of right. controversy? Or, or Like a Chia Trump? Would they not do a Chia Trump? Yeah, and it's hard to say, like, is a Chia representation of something even a compliment? Or I don't know. I yeah. don't know. When I first read that, I'll be honest, I thought, oh, was it because it was like an afro where people like kind of concerned that they were mocking his hair or something? But no, that's... They probably just I, felt probably like it was that. a third rail that they didn't want yeah. to touch. You know? Anyway, I could have looked that up. But if, Wal- show, but. but if anyone knows that Walgreens is um, anti-progressive or, or racist, let us know. Because <laughs> okay. I would definitely believe it. <laughs> um, all right. Um Citing racism, Walgreens pulls Chia Obama. This is from Wired Magazine uh, from, it looks like, uh, 2009. Um, Pulled it from Tampa and Chicago, saying the ceramic plant figure of the chief executive is inappropriate for sale. Oh, it looks like some customers complained that it was racist. And I can sort of see... Because of the afro? Like, because of the afro, maybe. And I honestly just... Now that, you know, our whole... Now that the presidency has been just utterly defiled and debased it's hard to see it this seems like a quaint controversy yeah but there was a time in my lifetime when the sitting president the person who was in the white house uh was accorded a modicum and was deserving of a modicum of respect no matter who they were and um you know 
obviously that's not true anymore. Yeah. Yeah, no. I I, I would have preferred people had voted an actual Chia pet into office. Um, sorry that I'm kind of... So this is from Fox News, so this probably has a slant too, but um, the product, uh, after uh, Walgreens yanked it, it went uh, on sale at CVS. The company did not explicitly say it was concerned the product could be seen as racially insensitive. Uh, but Chia Pet creator... Uh, at the time, dismissed any such accusations. He said he was shocked to learn Walgreens was pulling his merchandise and that he was only trying to produce a piece of Americana. So, yeah, it looks like the complaint was not coming from people who hated Obama's policies, but maybe from people who thought that depicting an African-American president with a big afro, a big green, a green afro, green afro yeah. was maybe disrespectful. Um, okay, so, uh, all right. I so been, that's your civics uh, Yeah, lesson. I've just been talking so much and doing some Googling on the, on the side. Uh, do you want to talk about one that you threw in here? Um, sure. Let's talk about this Intuit TurboTax. Um, okay. So it's getting to be tax season. We're going to probably do, I don't know if we'll do a whole show on tax commercials, but I imagine we'll start to see some more because they do get pretty creative and fun uh, with the tax prep stuff. Um, this is one that has been just sort of just sort of caught my eye. There's not a ton of, of uh, audio, so I'll kind of narrate it for you. But it is a legitimately frighteningly filmed sort of little snippet from like a horror movie. So there's a w- young woman... Your typical, you know, horror movie girl. She's mm-hmm. hiding in a closet. The stripes, the light is coming through the the slats in the closet door. She's crying. She sees a big shadow approaching the door. And she's like, really seems very frightened. The door flies open. There's a little teddy bear. And it just does a dance for a weirdly long time. Making these sounds. There's nothing to be afraid of. Turbo. Turbo. How long does that dance go on, though? I think that what I what really strikes me about this is the weirdness of the noise that the teddy bear is making. Mm -hmm. The intensity of the of the way it's shot before you it's revealed and then just like the length of time that the dance is allowed to go on and it's like it's basically a little teddy bear that's having that's moving in sort of a stop motion kind of way yeah it looks a little bit like um the fabric softener bear sort of but it's much lumpier and home much more yeah, homemade yeah. it looks like it's been knitted that is that is an amazing commercial it's 45 seconds long so i wonder is, is that's there the shortest chan- one i could find i found a two and a half minute version which i did not even watch so I, you've seen that on the broadcast television i have seen it on the broadcast television interesting i wonder if they also have this 45 version to play for like pre-rolls on hulu or something like that because i don't think broadcast sells 45 spots well it goes on for a, it's basically exactly what you see on television maybe they cut some of that dance down but it's very the dancing goes on for a long time well i had never seen that before i love that i love that it's just weird that they didn't even try to do a second layer of no. connecting it to tax. It's just there's nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. Turbo tax. I think it's weird and memorable. I had no trouble remembering what product it was for. You know, uh, you know what we're probably going to have to be revisiting soon is I think we're going to see a new batch of those John Ham. I've already seen one. I saw one too, where they're on set and it's like an old timey. They're in an old timey car. Maybe yeah, the car's broken down. It's or sort something. of like sort of Dust Bowl era mm-hmm. car, and he's wearing like you know you can picture it the blue overalls of the, the Dust Bowl, uh, very Steinbeck, and he's talking to a woman of from the similar era. 
and he just breaks character to start talking about how you can get your taxes won. I um yeah, those were really problematic but last time. We actually were... spent way too much time in one show. I think I went on like a <laughs> seriously, I think I spent twenty five minutes like kind of doing research and breaking them down and we played a whole bunch. So maybe we don't have to revisit them unless they unless... come back around and they and they win us over again. Because that's a very I don't know. It's almost a frustrating campaign where you you have a really big star who can really sell stuff, and man. And who's funny. Who's but, funny, But who yeah. I don't think is being written, f- served well here, or being written for here. The one with the Dust Bowl one is, uh, he's he comes across as less dickish than he does in some of the other ones. I think they're moving in the right direction. But again, I think they just don't have a handle on how to use John Hamm. They should get Paul Feig on the case. Yeah, because John Hamm is just like that guy, he could... As our song said before, he could sell salt to a snail. Like, yeah. Dude. He could sell water to a whale. That's right. Uh, and then something else that we couldn't understand. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 let's keep it on. Let's keep the spotlight on you, Genevieve. Have we talked? I can't remember if we've talked about this next one on your list. You think that we have, but I do not think we have. And I did a search of our, our previous show sheets. This is for Geico. Now, we talk Geico all the time. How could we not? Um, they put out new ads all the time. And like all Geico ads, the story in the ad has nothing to do with the product. It's just an opportunity for them to tell a funny joke and then say 15 minutes could save you 15% or less on car insurance. Kudos, Geico, because I can say that line <laughs> in my sleep. Right. Um, this is uh, the, the scene is, uh, and this is in heavy rotation, so you may have seen it. The scene is a like a house party with uh, five or six people sitting around a living room and they're playing win, lose, or draw. Um, the five people playing the game are humans and you quickly see that the person or the, 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 the guest who is drawing, doing the drawing is a sloth and it's a very realistic looking, like lifelike sloth. Yeah. It's like the sloth is hanging on the actual canvas and painting. And so it starts off though with a shot. So the, the sloth is a surprise because it starts off with just a shot on all the people who are trying to guess what is being drawn. It's, uh... A, a small finger, a, a, a worm, like a, a dagger. Uh, and now we see that it's a sloth, kind of hanging onto the easel and hanging off of the um, the drawing paper, and he's just slowly it's drawn drawing about one inch <laughs> of a straight line. That's all we see. Any sword, a bread, a breadstick, breadstick, a lamppost, um, coin slot. No, no. Uh, 10 seconds. <laughs> stick, um. walking stick. Okay, now, do you want to point out the guy in the blue sweater in the back? This is, I, I have a special love for people in commercials who may, may not even be the star of the story, but are just, they inhabit their role. It's as if they really, it's as if they just, they inhabit the role. Yeah. Um, I also love this in movies when you see like people with bit parts or extras who clearly have inhabited the role so much like they believe in their heart that the movie that they are the star of this movie yeah not not necessarily people who are like kind of scenery chewing or trying to get all the attention but in their little world in their little part they are acting as much as anybody else and it could be subtle so you have this guy in this blue sweater and he clearly is on the sloths team no no he's not on the sloths team is he just the timer no he's on the other team but the other team in win lose or draw i see you've never played this game is responsible for keeping track of oh, the time right. okay, and then yeah. saying, eh, you didn't get it. I so see, he yes. knows what the answer is. 
And he is just looking He's at all these people it. trying to guess while the sloth is just slowly drawing. And his face gets smugger and yeah. smugger with this big grin the longer they go on guessing. It is so wonderful. And I think we hear from him at the end, right? Yeah. A stick, um, a walking stick. Right. I found Tower. Mount Kilimanjaro. Big time time to- <gasps> Sorry. It's a tandem bicycle. <laughs> as long as sloths are slow, you can count on Geico saving folks money. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. So that doesn't even fit into the campaigns. He said as long as sloths are slow, you can count on Geico. So it's not a a Geico playing uh, win, lose, or draw. That's surprising. Yeah, What's not I mean, surprising. So this is a whole, like, I don't know. I feel like we've already talked about this, but if not, I want to be on the record. Like, I think that Geico should turn this sloth into a mini campaign like somehow i don't have that's all i got okay okay so i don't know exactly how that works but because you lose the surprise element but somehow just keep on working the sloth into into these campaigns almost like the gecko but different well they've certainly done that with other characters i mean the camel i think they've revisited if not exactly that in they've 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 done callbacks to previous commercials that have been proven popular so I, I could totally see them doing that. The I mean, I think caveman. this one is, is good, yeah. That was a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, now. that was a whole campaign, though. Yeah. I kind of mean, like, within this, within these many, many, many commercials that they do where they're just like a little humorous vignette, they will sometimes refer back to something in their own universe. Here's an idea for everybody out there. I think it's a fantastic idea, but I'm not going to do it because I don't like Halloween. But I think somebody for Halloween, you got 10 damn months to figure this out be the sloth like somehow like maybe you're actually the uh walking easel with a pad of paper but with a with a toy sloth yes and your it. face can be coming out of the easel but then the sloth is can be like yeah like you say a, a teddy bear sloth like mm-hmm. drawing a line i like it you. i think i would have the easel not coming over my head but just like chest level and sure below. that's a good idea yeah that's a good idea thank you I like that. Okay. Um, let me come back to my list here. Oh, well, see, I do, we're kind of going longer than I thought. We and put I don't a lot wanna, on this sheet. Yeah, I don't want to be them. super negative. God, though, I hate these so much. Let me stay positive for now. Let me talk about some more commercials I like, and maybe we can save those other ones for like a rage fest or something. Yeah, let's accentuate the positive. Yeah, uh, we were in Hawaii, and I don't keep bringing that up to make you guys jealous or hate us. It's just a fact. We were. We're just people who go to Hawaii. (laughs) That's right. And um, I saw some commercials for something that I got to say, Genevieve, God bless you and your Google Foo, because Mm -hmm. I spent hours today looking for these. And how quickly did I find it? I don't know. I only remembered the premise of two commercials. (laughs) I didn't know the product. I had a feeling it was a financial institution or something like that. Um but I loved these commercials, and I thought I would just have to describe them, but you ended up finding them. I honestly Googled, I think, for an hour looking for these off and on. So turns out they are for San Diego Credit Union? San Diego County Credit Union. Oh, so SDCCU. Okay, gotcha. Very regional bank and, and credit I, union. This first one, I think what I'm going to have to do is just play it and walk you guys through it. This first there's one... There's actually quite... There's more audio than you think. Okay, good. You want know, to just set the scene. Okay, so we see a guy uh, on a golf course. Um, there's a couple of people watching him. I think we're going to hear the narration of the announcer, right? Yeah, and the it's that typical announcer. golf announcer. Like, this is the big short... You know, this is the big uh, putt for him, and it's all on the line. You know how it goes. I mean, it's a trope. 
Wow, I have never seen anything like this. His short game has been absolutely superb. It's, it's like you can't miss. Final putt for the win. Ball's going to the, the hole. The looks good. Oh, it's in. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the camera backs out. And for the first time, we see the hole that he's putting into. And it is ginormous. It's the size of a like a baby wading pool, like an inflatable pool. But it's clearly like actually made of the stuff that a, a hole on a Yeah, on it looks a like a giant like. golf, you know, golf ball hole. And the guy who just made this putt. So now we realize he's been making a putt into a ginormous hole. It would be harder to miss it. And he starts celebrating. Some things shouldn't be easy. And some things should. Like finding a surcharge-free ATM. SDCCU gives you access to 30,000 nationwide. So that works. Some things shouldn't be easy. We don't want golf to be too easy because why would you do it? But some things should. I think that... It's hilarious. It's surprising. It's right on message. Yeah. What a great campaign. I thought they were all going to be that in the campaign that, you know, something shouldn't be easy. But the other one we saw was some things shouldn't be low. In this one, we see this fella um, kind of on a ladder to climb a, a diving board. And we see him on the diving board. We'll hear the announcer again as this guy is uh, kind of ready to take his big dive. And here he is, the reigning high dive champion. The judges are expecting a lot from him. This will be his most technical routine. Steadies himself. And he jumps in, and then the camera backs <laughs> off, and we see that the diving board was just merely about ah, two and a half feet off the water, if that. He doesn't have time to complete even one rotation of his <laughs> no. like, tuck and roll. Some things aren't meant to be low, and some things are, like international transaction fees. So I love that, too. So it's like, some things shouldn't be low, some things shouldn't be easy, and I think they have a third one in there, too. Did you happen to see? I can't remember I wasn't able was. to find that one, but I think we've seen a third one. It, weirdly, I understand why it was hard for you to find these, because they're not on YouTube, and they're not on iSpot. I found them in an editor's pick article on, um, on Ad Age. Um, they're created by an outfit called Wolfgang and produced by Hey Baby. Hey, uh, you probably, baby. You probably just say Hey Baby, but... It seems like you should say it in a fun way. <laughs> the other one in the series is called um, Free. So something shouldn't be free. But mm -hmm. I don't know what that is. They don't have a link to whatever. Yeah, I feel like we've seen it, but I can't recall what the joke is. Um, I think it's sort of interesting. SDCCU um, has had some other campaigns that were, if not national, at least regional. I think. Oh, really? Yeah. But when I when I went to look at them, they've really upped their game. They clearly are with a new agency. Um, some of their previous ones were much more homemade looking, not, not like, not quite to the level of like, you know, come on down to the mattress store homemade, but like very in, inexpertly, much less expertly made than these are. This mm. is clearly like a camp, uh, uh, company or a firm that can do like national campaign level work. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. I wonder if they, um, are just reaching a bigger audience, if they need a more, um, kind of upscale, like brand or what but they've really changed their their ad the tone of their ads and the production values well i found those i just again just a huge fan from messaging to to you know closing the the deal kind of to, to closing your message and uh to the prestige to the prestige i, I love it all <laughs> um let's see here so we've done all of those you had one in here oh what i have no idea what this is taco bell 
Oh, you've seen this one. We've talked about it a number of times. It's kind of a funny one. I just like the acting in it. And I also oh, love that it's, yeah. I'm pretty sure this is um, Good call. An echo, shot in Echo Park, which always makes me um, miss Echo Park. It's for Taco Bell. Uh, it's for the rolled chicken tacos. Um, a very attractive woman is walking through the park with her boyfriend, who's sort of a James Franco type. You know, he's not really? he's not bad looking, but he's like kind of kind of on the diminutive side. Uh, and they're walking along, and he's just eating his rolled chicken tacos. He's got the container in one hand and the taco in the other. And they run into an ex-boyfriend of the very attractive woman uh, who is a very different physical type. He's huge and athletic and, like, very, you know, capital H handsome. He's, like, in the park doing exercise, I think. Probably. Or he's or he's wearing, like, like yeah, running clothes. We get to walk. Jen. Mark, wow, it's been a long time. It has. How you been? Good, really good. Jake, this is Mark. We used to date. Oh. Hey, Chief. <laughs> so he says, First of all, I love it, Chief. <laughs> right? Love it. Now, while he's saying, "Hey, Chief," the uh, her her I guess current date. Let's maybe say. not maybe not James Franco type Casey Affleck a little bit. Maybe yeah, that's you're getting closer to it. I think yeah, he just kind of like not nerdy, but just. Just as average as Pretty can be. Average, Just yeah. as average as can be. Um, now, when this guy calls him chief, he doesn't really look taken aback. He's just kind of more interested in his rolled tacos. He's dipping it into yeah. a sauce and putting it in his mouth. And he, oh, just he also gives the girlfriend a great look, like a tiny bit of side eye when she introduces him to, to her ex. He kind of just looks at her like, hmm. Oh, I, I didn't notice that yet. He, okay, I'm backing it up a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, he, he just does a lot with his face. He's to date. Oh. Hey, Chief. So the guy holds out his hand, the big handsome guy, holds out his hand to shake hands with um, our normal guy. But his hands are full of food. So he just walks up and chest bumps him. (laughs) And then gives him like a finger gun with the taco. With the taco. He is just so... So unabashed. Unabashed. I want to say nonplussed, (laughs) but that's not what it means. He is so... What most people think nonplussed means in this situation. He is unabashed. He is unashamed. And then he's just like, he gives the tough guy this smirk that yeah. is to die for. And it's then just really like good. Points at him with his taco. It is, like you were saying before, just like a small part in a commercial, but just inhabit that shit. Yeah. And I mean, you really see how people get their start doing ad work because there's a there's so much commercial, so many commercials out there. And, you know, you, know, you need actors for all of them, basically. But every once in a while, you'll spot somebody who just really knows what they're doing on camera. And, you know, more often than not, we I, I keep track of a lot of these people. Like, I see them show up later in much bigger roles, and they get, you know, roles in movies and sitcoms and like, stuff. Like your boy. Like my boy, Thomas Barbuska. Barbuska. I'm looking at the actors in this on uh, iSpot.tv. It's either Alec, oh, it's either Brett Davis. Oh yeah, no, it's Jake uh, no, it's Green. Jake Green. Do you want to watch for Jake Green? Let's see what else he's been in. Um, just want to roll the dice on one of these. Do you mind? Sure. Um, tell me what you like. Walmart optical TV spot. Stay protected from little grabbers. Actually, that sounds like it's got a plot to it. Let's do that one. I'm glad I gave you a choice and I took it away. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on here. Okay, it's a family scene. Okay, so it's a family scene with um, uh, looks like a mom and dad of a toddler, and the dad is rushing into the room where uh, one of their 
I guess the kid's uncle is, and he says, "You remember, you remember Uncle Pete." You remember Uncle Pete? Yeah, yeah. Don't let their cute little fingers fool you. Hey, buddy, how you been? Good to see you. The Our actor Jake is the dad. They're ruthless. They have their yeah, so we don't really get to see much of him. Yeah, in there. he's just in the background. Here a little bit more. Bag of tricks. Okay, so then dad comes running in to get the kid off the uncle. But anyway, that was kind of a waste of your time. Sorry. Yeah, he's had, um, he was Pete Gibson in Grey's Anatomy. I don't know if that's the main mm. character or not. He ha- he was alien number two in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, so, anyway, yeah. I would, I, know, he's I'd working. Keep an eye out for him because you're right. He does so much in that Taco Bell ad. I'm so glad. Yeah, let's, let's end this segment with that because, the, like I say, there are actually two commercials that I was just dying to talk about today but and they're both in the same campaign but i hate them i hate them so much and i'm in such a good well, mood right now our mood. yeah we talked about all these great commercials so um it's let's another instead get our mood even happier by talking about the ad council let's do it everybody's talking at me i don't hear words saying only the echoes of my mind. You want to do this first one? This was something that Corinne posted to Facebook. It was, and it was very serendipitous because I had actually included this in the show sheet already because this is a commercial that always catches my eye for a somewhat unusual reason. This is for Farmers Insurance. Can we play the commercial before we um, play Corinne's kind of problem with the commercial or explain her com- problem and my, with the And commercial? my special relationship to And it? your special relationship. So this is one of those Hall of Claims commercials. With J.K. Simmons. And... They're always telling a story of some crazy accident that happened usually, to some family. Usually some animal got in somebody's shit. This is the one where they make a joke about the stag party. Right. In 2015, and it turns out a bunch of deers ended up like ravaging some guy's backyard. Yeah. They call it a stag party. Then at the very end... There's one where like um, some dogs like create a flood or something, I think. So the structure of the commercial is... Um, usually it's J.K. Simmons walking around a giant hall like where a there museum. a museum-esque hall where there are displays all over the place and he will stop at one of the displays and then tell the person who's with him the story behind this particular one. In the stag party, I can't remember what the trophy hanging on the wall was, but he tells them about, you know, this party of deers that destroyed this guy's backyard. So in this particular one, it's called Swing Set Standoff, right? That's right. And uh, is it self-explanatory? Uh, probably not. Um, it's uh, you see a moose that is starting to sort of fight with a swing set, um, and then you realize that watching this uh, is a family inside an RV, and the moose gets increasingly like violent with the swing set because it's caught on its antlers, and then somehow either the moose or the swing set—I can't remember—sort of like go crashing through the the RV window. Yeah, and the campers are startled, to say the least. So I'm going to play it here. At Farmers, we've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything, even a swing set standoff. The moose approaches the swing set, doesn't like it. Now it's fighting with the swing set, slamming it around, and it slams it through the front windshield of this RV. And we covered it. And a July fan. 1st, 2015. Talk to farmers. We- so now we're back in the in the hall of 
accidents for I guess the Hall of Claims rather uh, and we see the trophy for this one is a set of antlers with the uh, the swing kind of hanging off of it right, like, like the with swing the chains, chains and the and the seat of the swing uh, so what's your special relationship to this well when we lived in LA LA is full of people who have day jobs and regular lives but who also do a little bit of acting um, and the property manager and and our neighbor uh, who was a, a very uh, nice man and a friend, uh, was one of those people. And we would periodically turn on the TV and like, oh, there's David, you know, like in that yep. Xfinity commercial or whatever. Um, and so I'm back here in Seattle and I turn on the TV and this commercial comes on. And who's the dad in the RV? There he is. There he is. David. And so I've only seen him in two commercials so far and he's always playing kind of a young dad. Yeah. And I sent him a note. I can't remember what, do you remember what the first one was where he was playing a young dad? I, I want to say it was some kind of media, like it was, you know, watching TV. Amazon or Xfinity yeah, or something right. like Absolutely. that. Because it was a yes. young family watching, watching TV. Watching TV together. And I sent him a note saying, hey, uh, lo- love that commercial. And uh, he and his wife had... Uh, Three beautiful little kids, right? Beautiful, I know. loud, loud, kids. loud kids. I know that I complained about them a lot on the other podcast, but um, but they but, were they really sweet. were just absolutely sweet. Really, it had the problems with were with mostly the acoustics of that place, yeah. not the family. We love this family, and uh, and I sent him a note saying, "Hey, you know, good job in that commercial." And he said, "Yeah, I like to tell the kids that I like my TV family better." <laughs> <laughs> he said it drives him crazy. Um, so it's wonderful seeing him in this ad. It just gives you a special feeling when you see somebody like that. I mean, especially because he's such a good man. Yeah, of you know what I mean. A, like, a, yeah, he was just, a very and he was an excellent property manager. But Corinne posted this to our Facebook page, not knowing that our old landlord was in it, uh, saying maybe I'm overreacting, but to me this commercial has a horrifying M Night Shyamalanian twist to it, as in. Oh my God! They killed the moose. Why? Because she's talking about the fact that it looks like the the moose antlers are mounted to the wall in the Hall of Claims with the uh, you know swing, the swing hanging yeah. off of it. Um, but I will say, and I and I have actually was chatting with Corinne on Facebook about this, and I, I'm I think we all agree that I'm right. <laughs> it's just like it's such a. I mean, you get sick of saying that after a while that I am pretty sure that these antlers that you see in the Hall of Claims at the end are actually just a bronze recreation. Of yeah, antlers. they're they're just sort of a gesture at antlers. They're not the size of real moose antlers or anything. Yeah. And if you uh, pause it and look closely, it's very clear. Now, I understand most people are not watching right. this commercial, pausing it, looking closely. And so I, I think Corinne had said in another comment, like she was just like falling asleep. She was groggy and she saw this and she found it really disturbing. Uh, I, but I don't think that's the intended takeaway or impression that and, is, in fact i think they sort of went out of their way to make it look yes fake they most certainly did and i will say this too just to bolster my argument i went and looked for another in this series because there's all kinds you know of commercials in this series and some of them they do actually take the real object but whenever animals are involved they do use a bronze version of it here's one i found where a couple is in a car and some sort of flood comes i can't remember what uh, but they end up with an octopus in the car right. at farmers we've seen almost everything so we know how to cover almost anything even a coop soup so beautiful oh i see so this like- couple is just like on a bluff overlooking the ocean yeah. huge wave comes Huge wave comes, just soaks them and their car. They're floating in the car with an octopus is in the car with them now. 
It opens the door and slithers on out of there. Now we're back in the Hall of Claims, and uh, J.K. Simmons is showing us the trophy from this, and it's a real car seat. But what is on the real car seat but a bronze version of the octopus? So I think think they know not to F around with Yeah, and I think it's deliberate because they make a point. I mean, nothing, again, nothing is done in these commercials accidentally. Uh, They make a point of showing the octopus getting away, which I'm sure it didn't, Mm -hmm. but... They make a point of showing it getting away, and then they make a point of showing a bronze version that's like clearly a recreation. So yeah. I think I take your point, Corinne, that like if you very if you glanced at it very briefly, given that we do often as a species, you know, cut off antlers and mount them, that you might quickly think that that was the case. But looking at it, they've made them so small um, that I think it's meant to indicate that it's just a representation. Yeah. Can you read this next one? This was posted to Facebook from Jennifer about somebody had called in and sung the jingle for a product we had never heard of. You hadn't heard of it either, right? No, not at all. For Dancerella? Yeah, this is a doll that um, was, I guess, probably in the 70s. And it was one of those dolls that did a very particular thing, which was stand on one foot and twirl. Um, Jennifer writes, I was a proud owner of a Dancerella doll. I asked my mom for her from Santa, but my mean mom told him, dollies are meant for cuddling, so I didn't get it. This isn't really a cuddly doll. It's like a watch-it-do-stuff doll. My dad told me Santa went alphabetically and probably ran out by the time he got to my last name, which was started with a W. I was three. Uh, the next year, I asked if my mom thought Santa had enough dancerellas to go around, which necessitated a last-minute trip to Toys R Us. Uh, So this is what her experience with Dancerella was like. Her hair tangled hopelessly around her crown. Her dancing leg fell off after I insisted on carrying her everywhere. It's not a cuddling doll, Jennifer. (laughs) Um, R.I.P. Dancerella. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she said that uh, she would sleep with her, too, in her bed. So anyway, um, that's good. I do. uh, Yeah, Dancerella. Can we just see the commercial one more time? Yeah. I don't know how to spell it. I think it's like Dancerella Dance. Dancerella Dance, oh, yeah. Dancing yeah, this is not a cuddling, cuddling doll. When violins begin to play, back kicks and front kicks, twirling on her toes, twirling her way through a dance you can They make it sound like she does a ton of things, front kicks, back kicks, twirling on her toes. No, she does one thing, which is twirl. And I think you have to hold her head steady. Right. And then you just stick the, the non-twirling leg out in some direction. So it's a it's a sort of a sort of a sleight of hand there. Yeah. Uh, okay, are we to the jingle time? We are it's it's jingle time. Should we have a jingle for our jingle time? <laughs> um let's it's jingle time in America. Let's start with uh, this jingle from listener Chris. All right. Andrew Aviv's it's Chris from Brooklyn, New York, and uh there was a commercial that uh has stuck in my mind for a long time and it will for anyone else who lives on the east coast uh roughly between portland maine and say philadelphia uh and it's for a uh casino and it goes something like this take a chance make it happen pop the cork fingers snapping spin the wheel round and round we go Life is good, life is sweet, grab yourself a front row seat, let's meet and have a ball, yeah, let's live for the wonder 
Of it all, meet me at Foxwoods. Fox <laughs> okay, so, bye. I just want to say how much I enjoyed that performance. First of all, I do remember the Foxwoods Casino commercial uh, vividly. Do you remember, I, you remember that song? Sure. I lived in Boston for years. Oh, I lived in New England. I you don't, never heard it? I remember Foxwoods, but I don't remember that commercial. Well, I remember that commercial a lot. What I loved about that was, Chris, you started out singing it like, you know, you're you're here to do a job, which is sing this jingle for us. And then I heard you get into it. Yeah. And you just took off. And I love it. Do you want to hear how close, he, how, how dead nuts he was on it? Here, play the original. All right. Here's the original here. The wonder of it all. Take a chance, make it happen. Pop the cork, finger snapping. Spin the wheel, round and round we go. Life is good, life is sweet. Grab yourself a front row seat and let's meet and have a ball. I get it. I get why he got more into the song. Seven, cut yourself a piece of heaven. You and me, we can have it all. Living large, get on board. This is it, it's your reward. Let's meet where the trees are standing tall. This is a great jingle. Yeah, that's yep. it. the wonder of it all. Meet me at Foxwoods. <laughs> I don't know if that would be considered a jingle or a song, but I will say I really that to me is like the adult version of my song, Pink Two Wheeler, please, for yeah. this Toys R Us kid. It kind of tells a story. It's very catchy, but it's yeah. slow enough that you can sing along and it's not super annoying. So if it's on in the background, it doesn't make you want to shoot the TV like a car cars for kids situation. And I did play the extended version, but I remember hearing the thirty second version. Um, that Chris sang many, many times on uh, TV and radio in uh, in Boston. Good job, Chris. All right, one more jingle, and then we're out of here. Uh, this is from listener Craig. Hello, this is listener Craig from Alameda, California. You don't lie. Um, I just wanted to share with you uh, advertisement from the 80s that has been stuck in my head. Um, to give you a little backstory, uh, whenever we get a new hire at work, they're assigned a buddy, one of the full-time staff. And I know where this is going. <laughs> the only thing that goes through my head yep. is um, this advertisement from the 80s, My Buddy. Yes. I don't know if you guys remember this or not. So I- This is one of the only other songs that I think I could probably sing along. I will do my best not to step on Craig here, but it's yeah. going to be hard for me not to sing along. You can sing along when we play the original. Okay. So I'm going to attempt to sing it. Um, so here it goes. This may be a train wreck, but let's uh, let's let's just give me a little leeway here. <laughs> anyway, my buddy, my buddy, my buddy, my buddy, wherever I go, he goes. My buddy, my buddy, my buddy, my buddy, my buddy, and me. And that's followed up with kid sister, kid sister, kid sister, kid sister, wherever I go. She goes, kid, sister, kid, sister, kid, sister, kid, sister, kid, sister, and me. I think there's other lyrics that are in there, but that's kind of the super cut. <laughs> anyway, uh, love the show, you guys. I look forward to hearing this podcast every Wednesday. You help me out with my morning commute. Uh, I love your banter and your laughter. Uh, 
I say that on this podcast? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Bye. Oh, that's great. Thank you, Craig. Craig, let me tell you, that's what that one is glued glued to my brain forever too. Uh, you remember it from your youth. Oh, sure. Yeah. Whatever brain whatever those brain cells could have been used for, they never will be. Now I remember I think I wanted a your buddy. I could be wrong about that. Did they ha- did your buddy have some sort it's of a, a my buddy. It's never a your buddy. buddy. <laughs> hey, that's a YB. <laughs> That's not an MD. <laughs> um, sounds like a that sounds like a YB. Uh, I don't know these industry terms. <laughs> All right, um, I'm gonna play this. Uh, but did did my buddy have some sort of an electronic component to it at all, or was it just a doll? Because I, it wasn't like Teddy Ruxpin. I know it wasn't that, Teddy but... Ruxpin. I think it was just a doll, but they branded the hell out of it. All right, let's take a listen. Oh, we got a little free after nice. the messages. Nice. Yep, this is the exact one. They made one of these, and they they cut one and they ran it a million yeah. times. And Craig's right; there were no other. There were and kid sister. It's sold separately from Play School. There were no other um, lyrics in there. It's just like, this is a doll. He's your buddy. Everywhere yeah. you go, he's going to go with you. Unlike, um, you cannot say the same for Dancerella. No, Dancerella needs to stay at home. Yeah. Wherever you go, you need to leave Dancerella behind. Um, before we close, I do want to say to the person who left the Tootsie Roll theme song jingle, um, it sounded great. Uh, I mean, it sounded like it probably was great, but the connection was really bad, so we couldn't use the audio. But uh, I would love for you to call back and, and sing it on a clearer connection. And here I have one more kind of secret jingle for you here, Vives. You take a hot dog, stuff it with some jack cheese, fold it in a pizza. You got you cheesy blasters. And then all the kids say, thanks, Meat Cat. And then Meat Cat flies away on his... um. Skateboard. We just saw that episode recently. Yeah, huh? it's Thirty Rock. Um, all right, uh, is that it? Should we just go ahead and get on out of here? Let's do it. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. You all right. Our voicemail line. If you want to leave a jingle, and you do, don't be shy. You heard, uh, was it Michael? No, it was uh, Chris. You heard him come out of his shell yeah. halfway through a jingle. You do the same. You can call us at 607-444-5597. That spells 607-444-5597. You can find us uh, on the After These Messages Show Facebook group. We uh, we love to see you posting there and discussing things there. And you can email us at After These Messages Show at Gmail. Oh, that reminds me. You know, I didn't go back and grab it for the show, but it, I remember I was I was standing in a shop in Hawaii because mm-hmm. we're kind of Hawaii people now. Right. Uh, you were actually doing a little shopping, and I was checking the Facebook page, and somebody wrote that just nicest most flattering thing saying that uh, she forces her family to listen to the show on uh, road trips and I can't remember what part of the show the fam got a real kick out of we were playing some commercials that they all thought was funny or they're all singing along or something Yeah. and she mentioned calling you Veeves and her husband said you can't call her Veeves (laughs) only Andrew can call her Veeves no I think it's allowed 
for years that kind of was just by default true, but now it's just so um, much a part of everyone who knows me. I don't think I can wall it off. So it v- kind of bugs you is. at first, right? Because it was only me yeah. and our buddy Polly who kind of introduced us, who called you Veeves. It might have even been him who gave you that nickname, yeah. right? I will say when people kind of misunderstand and call me Veeve, I that grates mm. on my ear a little bit. So please let's all let's all learn it. Learn it, love it, live it. Veeves. <laughs> I remember, I don't know why I'm going into this now, but I remember there's a woman I worked with. It's like a really, really sweet woman uh, who worked with me at New Hampshire Public Radio, and she was actually the uh, HR person there at the time. Uh, she was a bit older, a bit of an older woman. And uh, I think she was the first person who I ever heard say Veeves, except for Paul and me. And it took me so <laughs> off guard because I didn't realize, of course, I refer to you as Veeves all the time. Right. And then when Maureen said, well, what, you know, uh, you, you're going to need to get Veeves' signature on this or something. I was like, <laughs> what? That sounds so weird coming out of your mouth. But that was uh, 17 years ago. So anyway, uh, all right. We're good, right? Yep. We'll Facebook see you group. Week. Gmail, do we do Gmail? Yes. All right, everybody. Happy New Year. I'm a bra Alvi. I'm complex. I'm Guru Dutt. I'm complex. I'm complicated. I'm complex. I'm River Phoenix. I'm complex. I'm bottled water. I'm complex. I'm five out of eight computers on a scale of computers. I'm complicated. I'm complex. Be cool. Get out there and don't forget to be yourselves.